What's up, y'all? Welcome to Unlearned. It's Unlearned. It's Kat. And it's Misha. And we are super pumped to be bringing you guys another episode. So let's just get down to it. We're going to start with this week in legislation. Ooh, let us know. Sounds real boring, but basically we're just going to shame a bunch of states for having anti-trans bills. So you may have like heard recently in the news, a lot of states have been introducing bills that will that for well that would require that you use the bathroom based on the um, gender reported or the sex reported on your birth certificate. One, no one's gonna carry around their fucking birth certificate to fucking verify, right? And Interesting. Just like the pure the pure logic that a lot of and like fear tactics that a lot of these politicians and like news people, mostly on Fox News, have been using to to get people to support this bill, this anti trans bill. It's just like you don't want somebody who uh, who is a man in woman's clothing who's gonna come and assault you and your <laughs> daughter, like. What the fuck? Like, what the fuck is Number one, it says trans people are inherently violent. But if you if you think about it, too, it's saying men, just a just right. a man who would go in a cisgender man who would go into a woman's bathroom would also assault a woman. It's right. like y'all chill. It's, we can we can go into bathrooms and not assault people. <laughs> like the the logic is so flawed in so many ways, and it's just so it's so fucked up and it's so close-minded and like it shows like so many people don't understand trans people and trans issues so we're so i'm going to start shaming states that have recently introduced um anti-trans legislation we should also maybe highlight some states okay well that are usually quick- shamed what <laughs> Who have done right this time? Maybe. Well, South. Okay. Well, Misha wants me call to give a shout out to South Carolina, my home state, and say <laughs> that they they did try to introduce an anti trans bill, but their governor was like, uh, nah, nah, we're not going to do that. We did something right. <laughs> I am so proud. Usually, we do nothing right. Usually, it's like, oh, you did something we don't like. We're we're leaving. <laughs> I'm proud. But shame. Shame the others, Kat. Well, Who you shame to like the legislation to introduce the bill, but for like good job for the governor to be like, uh, calm the fuck down on this bullshit. She needs to do better in a lot of other ways, but I'm yes. glad she's I'm <laughs> glad she's stepping up on this one. <laughs> so let's like start shaming states. Um one state that I am particularly ashamed of because it is my current state of residence and the state that I have lived in my whole life. And I'm just going to personally... What state is that, Kat? The state of Illinois. Wow. I'm going to personally um, blame our Republican governor, Bruce Rauner, because mm-hmm. I just like blaming him for everything because mm-hmm. he's the worst. Him and Rahm Emanuel. But that's not here or there. Um, so Illinois introduced a bill um, earlier this year. Hopefully it won't pass. I don't know what happens in Springfield, but <laughs> <laughs> definitely, like, if you live in any states or your family lives in any states and you don't want to, like, support, like, you don't want your legislators, your elected officials to support this bill, we definitely recommend, like, calling your senators, calling, like, your representatives in the House and the Senate to be like, hey, I, I voted for you. I helped get you, like, elected. And we don't want any discriminatory bills. Mm. And, like, 
in our state. So other states that I'm shaming, Kentucky, Minnesota, mm. Missouri, mm. Mississippi, wow, Oklahoma, didn't know, South Dakota, mm-hmm. Tennessee, wow, Washington, which what? I, right? Thought Washington was super liberal. Guess not. They they you play are, with my emotions. I thought <laughs> I knew, but I had no idea. They're actually they actually introduced um, about four bills, anti-trans bills and mm. anti-LGBT bills recently which is kind of a shocker. Um, and then finally, Wisconsin. So if you guys are in any of that state, any of those states, have families, definitely make sure that people know that we're not going to accept discrimination, mm-hmm. especially against trans people. So let's, let's just like get back to like the logic of like <laughs> why it's so ludicrous. So God, where to start? Well, I mean, we already kind of started where to wrap this up or where to like yeah it's just all crazy i don't know how to even talk about it because it's like what it's it's just like a trans person is more likely to get assaulted by a cisgender person than a cisgender person is by a trans person and there there has been no reported attacks of like a trans person attacking someone lurking in the bathroom and then mm-hmm. peeking over the stall and then attacking someone mm-hmm. that there's no records of that what there are a ton and ton and ton of records are people murdering trans people and trans people is pro- are probably especially trans people of color the most like vulnerable in our society right now like there's no there's like no legislation to protect them there's no like unless you have unless you're like Caitlyn Jenner where you have like money and status mm-hmm. and power you're living like a real like chances are you're not living your best life i mean it's fantastic that you're like being true to yourself mm-hmm. and living in living your truth but it's so fucked up that people just can't just have a fucking seat and accept you for who you are like they have the highest rate of job discrimination high rates of homelessness and just like black trans women by themselves are murdered mm-hmm. in mass it's like it's terrible and it's frightening and i god i just wish like people would support trans people more you know i feel like i feel like the it's so complicated because in so many ways it just comes from a misunderstanding mm-hmm. of trans people in general. Like I, I consider myself to be pretty liberal and pretty progressive and pretty intelligent. But even I, you know, I was telling you this cat, I even had a way of misunderstanding the way to even talk about people who are, you know, trans. Mm-hmm. And my thing was if I, this person who claims to be so smart it, are having these issues <laughs> i mean i'm pretty progressive i think <laughs> and i'm having these issues even just talking about it mm-hmm. i'm sure there are people who can't even comprehend what that means mm-hmm. and so i wonder how are how are ways to help people understand that people who are trans aren't like, first of all, I want to say it's not a trans person's responsibility yeah. to be proving why they deserve dignity. That's not right. what I'm saying at all. It's like, you're a human being. You des- you deserve dignity. But there's so many people who can't even understand 
homosexuality. Yeah. And that to me, I'm like, how could you not understand <laughs> homosexuality? And I think that being transgender is a step up, like a step above that. It's much more complex to have to try to think about a lot of these internal issues of identity and not necessarily like matching the physical part mm-hmm. of your body. That's complicated stuff. And I think many people just don't understand it. And another thing, I think there are many people who attach all of these like religious connotations to it and are who are like, it's just a sinful behavior Mm -hmm. or like they're turning away from their true nature. Like they're deciding this anyway. It just, it all makes me upset. At what point do people just like say to themselves, live and let live? Like, even if you don't understand any, like, people in the LGBT community, Mm -hmm. like, at some some point, you just need to be like, why why do I hate some? Like, I understand Mm -hmm. that people hate because they don't Mm -hmm. understand and they, like, don't know any better and something that they're fearful because they don't understand it. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you can, at any point that you're, like, anything that you're fearful of, you can say this person has never negatively or this group of people have never Mm -hmm. impacted me negatively in my entire life. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to negatively impact them Mm -hmm. by supporting legislation that is like against them or just anything. Mm -hmm. Just like live and let live if you don't have all the facts. Mm -hmm. I always like recommend maybe hop on Google, find Mm -hmm. out, find out the information you need to know. Um, because it's mm-hmm. like it's never it's never like the person's responsibility mm-hmm. to educate you like mm-hmm. you really need to take the initiative to educate mm-hmm. yourself not you specifically i'm saying you as like <laughs> me the, the person <laughs> who like doesn't understand well i think that especially i think even live and let live is a pretty like if your political leanings are a spectrum i think live and let live is is like getting more on the progressive side of things mm-hmm which doesn't seem like the case. It's kind of like, just know that the way you think about the world is your perspective and other Mm -hmm. people have perspectives. But I think when you come from that mindset of like you having the one form of truth and your job on earth is to make sure other people know that form of truth. Like you literally haven't done your job in your religion (laughs) unless you convert other people to your way of thinking. I'm not going to get into this because it's going to be a <laughs> rabbit hole. But I think that like when you do view it in that way, the you start to think about the government as something that has to reflect your values mm-hmm. because if it doesn't reflect your values then you're not doing your job, you're allowing the country to go to hell basically. So I think that there's a way of rationalizing it specifically if you're in those contexts. Mm-hmm. My question is how do you speak to communities who so who want to tie their religious beliefs with with government so tightly that they can't under that they can't necessarily see that they that freedom of religion means a lot more than like the right to have your religion yeah <laughs> dictate everybody else's religion right yeah well, that's a tough question I don't that's have an answer for that I don't either listeners can you please send an answer. To, to us. It's so hard, y'all. That's, that's deep, man. And all I want to say is that I think I I've been on this bigotry kick lately because I think <laughs> I think that people just look at bigots or people who are racist and people who are sexist and homophobic as though they're just all because in your 
in their particular system of thought, it makes perfect sense. And so even when you're trying to talk to people who are homophobic, you might be using the clearest language that you can possibly use, Mm -hmm. but you're speaking on way different levels. Like you're Mm -hmm. speaking right past each other. And so my one thing is, is to stop, is to kind of get away from a, of a position where saying like, these people are completely irrational because I'm like, when you call somebody irrational, you just say they're crazy and kind of like, don't really think about their arguments where I'm like, you kind of need to take what they're saying seriously. If you want to combat it at all, because Mm -hmm. like they're passing laws about trans people. Y'all realize that (laughs) we need to understand what's going on here. Anyway, I'm going to stop ranting. I mean, you always give such dual perspectives. I like it. Um, I mean, it's so hard, especially if you're like liberal, it's so hard to like, get out of your liberal mindset Mm -hmm. where to understand like why people Mm -hmm. are so are just so discriminatory and Mm -hmm. so kind of like mean about shit and (laughs) it's like i i totally see what you're saying but it's so hard to like leave what you feel Mm -hmm. is rational to accept what someone else feels is rational it's really hard Hmm. and i think i i think that i'm trying to not be this person that falls on the side of liberal in the sense of like you know how there's liberal where you're kind of like oh we accept ideas and we're tolerant except for when you disagree with us except for when you're conservative (laughs) that's where i'm trying to get away from me (laughs) because it's like yo you're low-key really intolerant yourself so i'm trying to like i try to be in the middle and i like definitely have my ideas i'm like this is what i believe to be true but i don't think that we're gonna make a lot of change unless Mm -hmm. we can understand why other people believe their position to be true you can't really have conversations if you don't understand what that person's saying dude you're deep i'm not deep <laughs> <laughs> no i'm not i'm not i'm not i'm not i'm not that's my r&b <laughs> that was called misha's r&b segment <laughs> uh well let's move into a, a new segment we want to talk about period that was <laughs> such a stark difference that was just like oh sad period still sad actually yeah. that wasn't more of a transition but periods can be like i don't know they're they're interesting i can say that mm-hmm. um well so misha and i like saw this video on buzzfeed where um men actually had experience having a period for like three days and by having a period that just means that they were pouring red liquid in their pants yes <laughs> They only got one portion. They they didn't get like the cramps, the nausea, all the sleepiness. Yeah. All the like excess pooping, like none of it. (laughs) None of it. No, like none of like the really the the parts that make it no, the blood makes it pretty fucking miserable. But like in addition, where you just wanna like lie in bed and eat ice cream and not leave your house for like three to seven days depending on your so period true. so they <laughs> they like they so they were just leaking a ton they, they were just, <laughs> they could not control themselves but i mean i will say this is probably there's this is their first experience with it mm-hmm. we've had a lot of practice yeah we've i mean by the time you're our age like you have a lot of yeah and then you still make mistakes yeah <laughs> i have maybe just under two decades I like got my period at eight and I'm gonna be twenty eight this year. <laughs> See, we need to talk about this. Watching this video made me and Kat think, hmm, we should do an episode on this. Yeah. So Kat, mm-hmm. let's start from the very beginning, <laughs> not of time, from our lives. <laughs> 
And growing up, when did you find out about periods or when when did the person in your life tell you about periods? I don't feel I don't feel like my mom really ever told me about my period. I've like only heard about it in passing and I mm. watched a lot of TV, so they kind of talk about it on TV too. <gasps> So I remember like one day when I was eight and like I pulled out, I pulled down like my pants to the bathroom and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then I didn't think anything about it. And I put my like panties and my pants back up and went about my damn day. And then like later that night, I like I like wiped and there was blood. And I was like, oh, mom, it's happening. It's happening. <laughs> it's I like screaming. <laughs> I like screaming through the house. I, and the funny part, I remember the day exactly because it was my brother's birthday. Whoa. <laughs> so that's so it makes it like super easy. And I remember like my mom and my brother's birthday's in early December. So mm-hmm. like later on, my mom was like telling my cousins around Christmas, <sighs> like Catherine started her period. She's Why a did people do that? I it's hate that rude. so much. <laughs> my that's my vagina my business mom my body and then like my my cousin you're like oh you're starting your first period this is not something i want to celebrate that's how yeah it's just like it's not really cool you guys (laughs) i don't let's eat tea and crumpets and talk about cats first period (laughs) (laughs) and like it being eight years old was super fucked up for me because i was supposed to still be a child but i started getting boobs in a period so i had i hit puberty real early yeah i was like the only one in third grade who was basically like i was like tall i had boobs i had blood (laughs) like god that is so early yeah man holy cow yeah it was super it was super fucked up but it was like my experience is so different from yours. that's what i'm discovering <laughs> it was my but then like growing up my period was like super weird because it just wouldn't come around for like three to six months at a Whoa. time but then when i would get it i get it for like two weeks and one time i got it for like a full month like it didn't come around for like six months and then i got it for a full month and then i was like and my mom just my mom's like kind of cheap so she never took me to the doctor and she's yeah. like whatever it's it's like regulating itself and it's like <laughs> and i'm like 16 it's like regulating and itself. i've had my period for eight years at this point and i'm just like yo mom i'm like still not bleeding normally i honestly didn't have a normal period till it's like 21 wow yeah <laughs> i'm in shock <laughs> i know i can see it in your face <laughs> it's like it's it's just so crazy to me how I know, I understand in my heart that all women are different and we all experience this differently. But hearing something so different from my own story is like, wow. Well, what's your story? I want to hear it. Let's Not hear. that. I'll tell you that. So growing up, we really didn't talk about this. Mm-hmm. Have I ever told you the story? No. Okay. I think it's the most hilarious way a parent could tell a child about a period. So one day my mom came into the room with me and my sister and was like, I've decided I want y'all to start writing essays out of the encyclopedia because I want y'all to be real smart. And I was like, okay, I was all about it. (laughs) I was all about it. So mom was like, okay, we're going to start today. And I was like, okay, you know, had to be like eight or nine, Mm -hmm. but probably thought, wow, that was a really short turnover. I was just told about this. Anyway, she hands me the encyclopedia for M. 
mm-hmm. and points to menstruation and is like, okay, write an essay about this. <laughs> so I'm reading it and I'm like, what? <laughs> what? And she comes by and closes it and it's like, there you go. <laughs> Puts it back on the shelf. That is how I learned about what a period was. Is that not the craziest thing you've ever heard? Mom, if you're listening, thank you for contributing to a really funny story. That was craziness. Pure craziness. Well, like, how was it for you growing up when you actually had to start experiencing it? Well, the truth is, all of my friends started their period before me. I did not get my period till I was 14. Mm, And so I remember being in gym and being like the only girl who didn't have her period. And people were like, oh, yeah, I said my period here. I said my period here. And I remember thinking like, oh, I want to have my period. I want to fit in. (laughs) Why did I ever think that? You know, like why? But I remember mine was just like super chill. It was like I woke up. I saw something in my underwear. I was like, hey, mama. She was like, okay, this is what you do. And I was like. Oh, okay. And that was like it. My period has literally been regular ever since. <laughs> no, it's crazy. Well, it's like it's like, dude, imagine like being of being between the ages of like thirteen and eighteen and just like always thinking that you're pregnant, knowing that you had no sex whatsoever. I always thought that. It was like for some reason, I would be dreaming that I was pregnant and be like, am I pregnant? <laughs> At the time, I had never even kissed somebody, so I don't even know why I thought this, but apparently that's common, though. Yeah, women always think that we're probably always think that we're pregnant. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I'm like pretty much I was pregnant all of high school. I, I feel like even the first time I got my period, I was like, oh, my God. After it stopped, I was like, am I pregnant? no i'm not (laughs) but it's i mean i think what our stories kind of reveal is how different it is for every woman Mm -hmm. like i've heard people who have super light periods and they only last like three days Mm -hmm. i've heard people who have super heavy periods and they last like eight days people who can't walk people who throw up people who Mm -hmm. like just want to sleep the whole time it's like a flower each way <laughs> a snowflake each period is it's unique. a snowflake huh. <laughs> but that's kind of the case yeah terrible. how have like how have you heard of people i guess i should go with specifically men mm-hmm. cisgendered men Ooh, yeah look at me clarify <laughs> talk about periods do okay let's talk about period deniers mm. there's a subset of men out there who think who think that women who get periods have severely unhealthy diets mm. let's let that settle i've read some stuff about that there's this one dude specifically mm-hmm. who's like if you're at the correct weight then you'll stop having your period it's like that's because they're anorexic and their body's in shock when you <laughs> tell them only to eat like bananas for the rest of their life you know (laughs) when your body is in shock that's when it stops yeah people really believe in this cat but that's oh oh god it's just like if your mom wasn't really having regular period you wouldn't be here right now Mm -hmm. you wouldn't have been born because there have been something wrong all up in the uterine lining the cervix all those other female body parts (laughs) every other body part but it's just like 
you're here because your mom has regular, at least semi-regular periods to where she is ovulating and mm-hmm. cleansing out her uterine lining. And mm-hmm. is your mom severely unhealthy? It looks like, oh, look at all these women who have normal periods giving birth to children. I didn't know that you can give birth to children if you're like sickly. Mm-hmm. Like- well, I mean, to me, it sounds like just like a miseducation of what a period actually is. Yeah. But it's like, also, why are you even in this lane? (laughs) Dude, like, stay in your lane. Talk about your dick and balls. Like, (laughs) do you have full range? I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say shit about your dick and balls. That's your lane. Mm -hmm. Stay out of my vagina. Like, in every way possible. That would be like (laughs) us saying men who have unhealthy diets get erections. (laughs) what that makes no <laughs> sense <laughs> who we came be, up with this let's be erection deniers. <laughs> erection deniers every time i see somebody share an article about how periods are unnatural i'm going to share an article about how erections are unnatural <laughs> but because of the patriarchy yeah people would be like oh that's not true fucking patriarchy um <laughs> i mean, well so like in the video that we saw on buzzfeed I I liked how like sympathetic the dudes became. Mm-hmm. They were they were, they felt like they were a part of a community because like women would let them borrow pads. And- <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh here, take my pad. Here you go. And one guy on the third day, he was like so excited to like reveal that he didn't have any blood, <laughs> and then he lifted his boxes were covered in blood. He had, like a blood spot. <laughs> and it's like you're never safe that's like you're the craziest thing about safe. periods you're just never safe you don't well you like usually know when they're coming especially if you're on birth control well that's the thing like it's really funny because it's a video when they were they would just go to the bathroom like oh like, that's <laughs> something that has rarely happened to me because i have had such a regular period yeah but women who have irregular periods like you you literally never know yeah you're like a walking <laughs> i like honestly every time that i've started my period since i was like a kid it's always started with a scream it's always like "Ah!" i was like oh it's just like period where have you been (laughs) my yeah dude i mean i'm glad that they're normal now it makes me feel like perhaps i'm healthy and i kept kids one day i just use that you just use nap and app oh. to track mine. I was like, what does sleep have just to do sleep. with this? Sleep, 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 sleep. I mean, sleep is very like important for very health important. in general. Have you heard of this app, though? The period tracker app? Is, there are many different kinds, but it just tells you when your period is going to start? Well, no, it's really great because you can like... So, I've been using mine for like a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And so... You basically track when it starts, track when it ends, and then it can tell you like the average of how long your periods last, how Mm -hmm. many days are in between each one. You can like record intimacy. It shows you when you're ovulating according to like how things are happening. So it's pretty cool. Because then when I'm like, hmm, I haven't thought about this in a really long time. I just (laughs) open it. It's like you have nine days left. And I'm like, yes, good. (laughs) I'm glad. Try it out, people. Or just use an old calendar. Well, I I just like know how my new ring works, mm. and I know that like if I take my ring out on Wednesday or if I take my ring out on Sunday, like I'm gonna get my period on Wednesday. It's almost like a fact. Like Wednesday wow. afternoon, it's I mean only because I've been like keeping track mentally. 
except one day I got on a Thursday, which is like, it's kind of a treat because it always stops on <laughs> Sunday. It always stops on the next Sunday. So I had like a shorter period. I was like, yeah, yes, yes, yes. <sighs> there are many ways of controlling one's period. Yeah. I've discovered this. Do like for me, um, even though I feel all crampy and shitty during my period, if I if I exercise, it helps my symptoms like dramatically and it lowers my flow. You know, you told me this one time. Mm-hmm. So I tried this. It did not help. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, it feels like I'm about to die. Yeah. Let me go run. And then it <laughs> felt like I was dying every step of the way. I was like, this is not for me. <laughs> this is not for me. But that brings up a good point. What mm. are your symptoms? We just talked about how everyone was different. Yeah. These men were doing this experiment, but only had one symptom. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that a lot of people misunderstand what actually happens. Mm-hmm. Like, I've heard a lot of men talk about, like, oh, you're just bleeding. Like, I wish that was it. <laughs> like, that is the least of my worries. <laughs> what are your symptoms, Kat? I get, like, it just feels like the whole lower half of my body is just filled with pressure and it's just like so much pressure with the occasional sharp knife into my gut so it's like pressure all the time random knife stabbing and then more pressure (laughs) pressure all the time (laughs) i mean no it's kind of like yeah it's it's definitely i'm i think that i'm definitely more fortunate because like i know women who cannot get out of bed Mm -hmm and have like severe pain and mm-hmm. i well i feel so bad for them <laughs> but i was like, one of those cat you were mm-hmm. oh my god tell me i first of all let's not leave out the boobs okay oh yeah oh the tender they hurt so bad so tender it's like i could accidentally just like bump it yeah, with the, like, and it feels <laughs> like somebody shot me in the chest i'm like why are they so tender but when I have my period, this is pre-birth control. I just got on birth control because my doctor told me this would really help me. Mm-hmm. I, it would literally feel like the inside of my body was being rubbed with like sandpaper oh. the whole time. Like that's how dull the pain was like the whole time. But then I would be like, the cramps would be so bad that I literally couldn't walk. Mm. Like literally couldn't walk, would throw up, would be nauseous. Don't forget the diarrhea. That happens. <laughs> that happens. So much. But there's like a scientific reason that you like poop more in your period. It's insane. It's like, it's like kind of, it's kind of weird. I think the poop thing's like a little weird. But if you think about it, okay. These men are walking around thinking like, oh, yeah. during your period, like you're just bleeding. It's yeah. like, actually, I'm sleepy all the time. Yep. I'm hungry. Yeah. I'm bloated. Yep. It feels like somebody's buffing yeah. my uterus <laughs> with sandpaper. My breasts are tender. I got diarrhea <laughs> and I'm bleeding. That's what's happening to me right now. Do you understand? I am a walking emotional case. It feels like I'm like, like not even the hor like the hormones on top of that. Not the hormones. You're like in so much pain, and then like people are just just generally being assholes, and you're just like, I cannot <laughs> trigger it. Not to mention, have you heard of women talk about the gush or the gush? Yeah. Oh god, when you like stand you, up, you like you think everything is fine. Yeah, everything is fine. You stand up and it's. <sighs> Like a, all of a sudden, there's a fly. Yeah, <laughs> like, just, you thought you were ready, but you were not. You were not. 
I I will say that ever since I switched to Mistral Cup, I don't get that anymore, and mm-hmm. it's amazing. I don't miss the feeling of the gush. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was miserable feeling. Or if you like sneeze, or if you cough, or if you laugh a little too hard, <laughs> <laughs> something just happened. <laughs> We're not sure what. Where we will figure out what happened on the next bathroom break. That's what. It is. Oh, interesting that you brought up Mistral Cups. Mm-hmm. What are the various ways that people have kind of handled their period? Uh, so the classics are pads and tampons. Oh, dude, you know what we haven't talked about? What? Tampon tax. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was just shocked that we had. Now, this is the thing. I don't know a lot about the history of tampon tax, mm-hmm. but I just know that it's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, because apparently, even though... Um, almost every single woman in the world has a period. It's a luxury item to <laughs> not free bleed in our fucking pants. And you know what? I'm I'm gonna start a movement. I swear to God, I'm gonna start a movement. It's gonna be called free bleed on the rich people stuff. That's what I'm gonna call. <laughs> I'm gonna say when you have your period, literally sit on these people's stuff. Yeah, ruin everyone's ruin their stuff, and then ask them if it's a luxury that they should have clean furniture. Yeah, ruin the patriarchy's furniture. <laughs> Um, people got me messed up but there are i think like in chicago and a few other places they're getting rid of the tampon tax and they d- got rid of it in like britain because well because it's like it's so freaking this outrageous is, this is how sexism yeah just <laughs> finds its little ways into systems and men are like oh wow huh i've never bled it's totally fine. Let's just right. tax this. <laughs> it's a luxury. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. Uh, and then, like, also, I mean, and then this, I feel like this kind of relates to birth control and how it should be available over the counter in, in a couple mm-hmm. states. I want to say, like, Washington or something. Or, no, I mean, it was Oregon. There, you can now get birth control without prescription. Wow. Right? The world is changing. Mm-hmm. And well, especially because some people patriarchy. don't actually use birth control. Even if you have an issue with birth control because of, you know, like procreation, like some people mm-hmm. aren't using it for that. Some right. people actually are using it to manage really, really painful periods. Right. Anyway. But, you know, people don't understand because, what? okay, what the fuck ever. But anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Well, periods kind of suck and i think that's a universal fact and i'm glad that there's like a movement where people are realizing oh super fucked up that we charge extra <laughs> like we mm-hmm. like women have to pay tax on this mm-hmm. bullshit uh, especially since they're already making like 72 cents to a dollar or is 77 for like white Who women knows? it's <laughs> more it's, it's more. like that's all it's I like know. 66 percent or 66 cents for a black woman or like 62 cents something like that Anyway, paying too much. Um, but also, just I'm going to honestly recommend invest in a menstrual cup. One, so good for the environment. Mm-hmm. I think like, I covered this when I talked about like my best purchase. Oh, yeah, you did. Back. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to stop talking about it. So everyone gets a menstrual cup inside of them. Well, um, I think maybe, maybe before even going into a menstrual cup, like mm-hmm. talking about the ways in which tampons and pads have kind of been uplifted as like the only way Mm -hmm. to manage your period and so like people women have been using menstrual cups for a really like decades Mm -hmm. like this is not a new thing and 
it's starting to make a comeback especially with like really new websites and with interesting marketing but for a lot of times like people a lot of women i know at least Mm -hmm. when i started getting researching my menstrual cup we're just like oh that's disgusting i'm like what do you mean that's disgusting (laughs) i I think it's really because like a lot of women have been taught to be ashamed of their vaginas Mm -hmm. and like i know like a series of women who've like never seen their vagina and it's yeah that would that makes sense to me that and mm-hmm. it's i i don't know like why a vagina has to be like something that you're ashamed about or embarrassed mm-hmm. about or like weird about but like i think the reason the menstrual cup is not used more is because it's you really have to be okay with getting up in your vagina well it's also like it's interesting to me that I feel like a lot of women are very comfortable with talking about their bodies in general mm-hmm. until it comes to their genitalia. And then they mm-hmm. like shy away from them. They're like, what do you mean? Huh, huh, huh? No, we're not going to talk about this. It's like, this is a part of your body, just right. like all the other parts of your body. And it's a very important part of your right. body. Cause to... it keeps human life. Yeah. Going. <laughs> and like, I feel like, I feel like you're right. Like a lot of women have barely even like taken the time to look at their own vagina, but then like you've we i feel like a lot of women have also been taught that like your period is disgusting almost mm-hmm. and so with menstrual cup you're literally bleeding into a cup and have yeah. to dump it out and that is a big concentration of blood that yeah. you're like dealing with <laughs> and i think that also disturbs people mm-hmm. who are like researching it or thinking yeah. about it do you ever like think about the language framed around periods like it's called the curse mm-hmm. it's like and it's and so you go into, as like a child or a teenager, you go into like your period thinking like, oh, it's it's like a terrible thing. It's mm-hmm. like the curse. And I guess we just kind of like have to rethink. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, okay, periods are not great. No one really wants to have them. But at the same time, vital function mm-hmm. for your body, like vital. And we really need to like kind of think about how we're like creating this narrative for girls. Mm-hmm. And making them, making sure that they're really comfortable with understanding their anatomy mm-hmm. and like, and th- that they feel comfortable being in their anatomy. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, I don't know, when I have like daughters, I can, they'll be on menstrual cups too. Mm-hmm. Plus, we'll save a fortune. So much. Because yeah. with your menstrual cup, you can get it for like 25 to, yeah. 25 to $40, depending on what kind. And use it for years, for years. every period, for like the next two to three years. Mm-hmm. And you, and then what you run through, depending on your flow, you can run through on an average period, um, a couple of dozen pads mm-hmm. and probably if you're only using tampons, yo, my flow was so heavy before I got on this birth control Yeah, that I would use a super tampon. I would have to change it after 45 minutes. Oh girl. It's like, why <laughs> do you know how many tampons I had to use? <laughs> a lot how many menstrual cups one yeah (laughs) (laughs) thank you but yeah no it's kind of miraculous but um we're we're gonna wrap this up periods are cool though wait can (laughs) we talk about one more thing when it comes to periods yeah for sure in some countries they're allowing women period days off oh yeah i forgot to like i think this is very important because a lot of women have been like yes thank you now when i feel like i'm dying i get time off yeah <laughs> and men are like if they get time off we get time off for They're being just a dick. dealing with bleeding <laughs> they don't have to tell 
Anyway, what do you think about these period days that people are, um, com- some c- certain companies are offering? I mean, it sounds dope. Like, I can see why it may seem a bit problematic. I think, like, for sure you can, like, let women work from home. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you, no one should be forced to come to the fucking office and blood spewing from their body. And they're all crampy and shit. And they just want to, like being their jammies mm-hmm. i think that like it's maybe more reasonable to just like allow women to mm-hmm. work from home mm-hmm. and that way like guys can't be like well i want days off because you know i want i want patriarchy days or like mm-hmm. some stupid shit <laughs> well my thing is somebody was like well why can't you just use your sick days and i was like because my period isn't a sickness right <laughs> that's why i don't want to use my sick days <laughs> just like when when you're going on parental leave after you've had a baby, mm-hmm. some women will extend it by using short-term disability. And I'm like, I get it. I get mm-hmm. it. But the language around it mm-hmm. pisses me off. I'm like, it's not a disability to have <laughs> a child. Not. It shows <laughs> strength. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I, yeah, I think, you know, there should at least be this understanding that that women do have these days each month where it's literally like I have walked into work and had to like run to the bathroom because I'm going to throw up. And Mm -hmm. I've been like, this could have been so much easier if I could have just stayed at home in my bed, which luckily I work for a place where they're like that. They're kind of like, yeah, you don't feel well stay home yeah i'm just kind of stubborn i'm like no i'm coming <laughs> in are you are so stubborn I'm so stubborn anyway period days i feel like companies should be thinking about them or at least making their women employees feel like they actually can take time off or right. work from home like yeah time. like definitely show them some support around those days cool mm-hmm. so anything else are we wrapping up yeah <laughs> nah nah cool Mm-mm. um and then listeners if you guys want to email us your period stories we'll read them on air <laughs> if they're, if they're as weird and as funny as misha is <laughs> thanks mom so as you guys all know it's black women's history month la, 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 la. yes that's and the new black women's history month theme song can we do it again? Yeah. La, 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 la. Did you like it? I just came up with that off the spot. I'm a genius. I'll be quiet now. <laughs> no, no, you talk now. La, 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 la. Today, we're going to be talking about Polly Murray. She's amazing. They're amazing. He's amazing. We don't know what language she used. Yeah. So, Can you explain to, a little cat? We're going to preface this with saying that Polly Murray um during their time on earth was gender non-conforming we don't know the pronouns that polly preferred so just for this we're gonna use they them pronouns yeah but i would like also like to emphasize that polly did a ton for women Mm -hmm. and um we're really excited to honor them polly was a bamf bamf the biggest bamf around. Bigger than me, okay. Johnson? Okay. Let me tell you something <laughs> about Polly. Yeah. First of all, they did the whole sitting on a thing bus 15 <laughs> years before Rosa Parks. Y'all, listen to this. Polly did it first. <laughs> and some people say 
that their story wasn't really uplifted because at the time when Polly was taken off of the bus, they were kind of wearing gender neutral clothing, maybe a little more masculine clothing, and they were with a woman who may or may not have been their partner. So because of this, they did not. Also, Polly gave the name Oliver. So, <laughs> so this story hasn't been very uplifted. But because of the situation, uh, Polly wanted to kind of study civil rights law and ended up going to Howard uh, University to to the law school there. And while there, kind of noticed. Uh, gender issues notice sexism so much that they began to like really highlight a lot of sexism that existed in these spaces and started calling it Jane Crow yeah. <laughs> <laughs> instead of Jim Crow. Haha, <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> anyway, they got their law degree, decided, hmm, I don't think a law degree is enough. Let me do some post-grad work at another school. Tried to get to Harvard. Harvard was like, no, you're a woman. Denied. <laughs> and black. And black. We we don't want you here, Polly. But then they ended up going and getting their master's in law at UC Berkeley. And guess where they went after that? Yale. They went to Yale. <laughs> <laughs> My school. <laughs> For their... See, we had a disagreement on how to say this, but we looked it up. <laughs> For their doctorate of juridical something. They got it at Yale. <laughs> Thank you, Yale, for being so inclusive. Also, in 1950, Thurgood Marshall said that Polly's state's law on race and color, which is a book they wrote, Mm -hmm. was the Bible of civil rights. Listen to that. You see what I'm saying? Amen. Writing, getting uplifted. Oh, okay, cool. In 1961, they were put on the Presidential Commission on the Status of Women. Not only was Polly all up in the law, but they were all up in religion. Religion. Let's hear it. Mm. And in, oh, I don't, I'm not quite sure the date. No, 1977. They became the first black, quote, woman to be ordained. First black woman to be ordained a priest in the Episcopal Church. Think about that. That's epic. Made moves. That's like, and in 2012, we're honored as an Episcopal saint. That's yo. We man. literally highlighted a saint <laughs> on the show. Polly Murray, P A U L I Murray. Look it up, y'all. Look it up. <laughs> Look it up. If this mic was not on a stand, I would literally do a mic drop. <laughs> Please do not drop my microphone. I won't. But I was just saying, this little stand helps to co- helps to control it. Well, um, thank you so much for tuning in today and um, feel free to get in touch with us. We are on Twitter at unlearned underscore shy, Facebook at unlearned. Um, you can email us at unlearnedpodcast at gmail.com and you can go to check out our website unlearnedpodcast.com. And, you know, you can send in questions, you can send in shout outs, you can send in other things and We'll read it on the show. La 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 la. <laughs> or also sing. Anyway. 
Thank you so much for joining us today and have an awesome week. Bye. Bye.